goodness. I think we're on already. Cal and KO show. I think I turned my mic off. Did I turn it off? No, I didn't. No, nah, you're you're on. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be professional, right? Yeah. Hey, did absolutely. I turn my mic off? You should know where the button is. You know what you're doing, player. Hey, speaking of knowing stuff, um, in the profession of being a broadcaster or an actor or just a performer in general, you have to be able to speak clearly, audibly, and intelligibly. Yeah. All yes. while not messing up. Correct. So, do you ever do the tongue twister before you go on air? No. Why? Well, I, no, I don't. Why not? Um, because it is more. It's more important for me to get my mind clear than it is for me to do tongue twisters and get myself frustrated. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. New York. See, Dang. see, <laughs> that cost us money with our sponsors. Oh no. <laughs> That's why I can edit. I work on production <laughs> skills. Anchor's not going to like this. <laughs> um, uh, aluminum linoleum. That's another uh, one. Aluminum no- What? Aluminum linoleum. A new, uh, aluminum linoleum. Aluminum linoleum. Oh, my goodness. Did you do this every day when you go to these That's, classes? Yes, yeah, cinnamon synonym. Is- so cinnamon synonym. Cinnamon synonym. Cinnamon synonym. Cinnamon synonym. Yeah, this ain't cool. Why does but, it seem so hard? I don't know why this is hard. I think I'm, I, I can't handle the pressure. I think I can't oh. do it. Synonym. See, I said the wrong yeah. word first. Here's, here's, cinnamon synonym. Cinnamon. Yeah. And you know, I'm the one that worked in radio, and I have the problem speaking right now. He's schooling me on on. Uh, audio prepper work. That's like you telling me, oh, you know, when you're running a three route, you got to turn your head and shoulders at the same time in order to get get through that break. That's something you should know. Like, okay, let's try this one. All right. This is another one. I'm ready. The big black bear bit the big black bug and made the big black bl- bug bleed blood. That one's even hard for me. Yeah, I, I I just heard that. Okay, the so big so, black bear ate the big no, black bug. Not ate. You got the munchies. The the Dang big <laughs> the big You're black right. bear bit the bit the big, big black bug. It made the big black bug bleed blood. The <laughs> the big black big bear, bear bit the big black bug and made the big black bug bug, bug bleed, bleed blood. blood. Wow. What? And you do this? Yes. Do it right now. Quick. The big black bear bit the big black bug made the big black bug bleed blood. See? It's, it, even now, I still have like little things. The first time, you got to say it again the second time, and you get better and better. Big black bear bit the big black bug made the big black bug, bl- bug bleed blood. Dang, dude. And that's how you be, you got to be word perfect once you get that final take. Because if you're word perfect more often than not, then the editor like, becomes your best friend. So they like to edit your scenes longer so you have more time on the air as opposed to anybody else. More air time means more money. It's good to know. Which is why I took production class. I will go ahead and preface that again. I am the editor, so I am my own best friend. So I can fumble and I can have my own crutch, which I figured out as I edit our show here. My crutch is you know. I will say you know. That is my crutch. And I'm putting that out there on the air as as we are. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it in there from now on. We can play certain breaks where we can count the you knows. It'd probably be up to 15. I had to edit some out. Not right now, though. I'm keeping it 100. You know? 
<laughs> Yo, so hey, this that's what I love about anchor. Like, okay, so you worked in commercial uh, radio, so there's you know just like any corporation, there's guidelines in order to create uh, the best business possible for the most profit. Yes, not all time is not always the right way to do it, but it is like for for profit purposes. So I, I had a question for you, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. How how does um, editing media or like like censoring content? How does that play into working at a radio station and and you're keeping your contract with your sponsors. Oh, that that all depends on the demographic that uh, that you are working under. So, let's say when I was doing the top 40 stuff, I had to keep it a little younger and there were certain things I could get away with on the younger demographic top 40 that I couldn't get away with on the older demographics because there were the soccer moms. That was the more expensive uh market. So you had to keep it a little cleaner even though you were playing for the soccer moms and that the older demographic you had to be mindful of the kids being in the car when you were just kind of playing for the younger kids younger well older kids younger adults then you can kind of get away with different content on the hip hop stations they don't care really because <laughs> they really don't and they, I'm just saying it yeah. doesn't seem like they care too much because they expect you to be edgier same with on the rock station. You can be a little edgier on a rock station. Yeah. Um, so this being on Anchor is cool because we can do whatever we want. And the beautiful thing with podcast is that there's an audience out there for everybody. And you don't have to stay confined to a certain demographic. Your your crowd, your audience, your demographic gets to find you. Shout out to the 12 that have found us. We love you very much. But it's all your kids. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we love Anchor because Anchor FM gives us the platform to do what we want, say it how we want, post it up there without questioning what we do, and then they trust us to be entertaining and funny and bring people towards them and there's no filter that we have other than the conscience that we were given as humans. Right. Yeah, I think they chose the name Anchor for a reason. I think that's basically like something that creates a foundation for something that's in a wavy atmosphere. So it's like a, the synonyms are, are so amazing when it comes to media and Anchor being Anchor, meaning it's tried and true. That's what stops everything so that you really know, am I going or am I stop? You know, so in a wavy ocean of media, I think that's a good name because, you know, it is going to be the new foundation for media, I think. That's pretty deep. I don't even know if the people at Anchor FM put that much thought into it, but my friend, you might have just got us a new endorsement right there. We're hey, gonna. I'm send just getting that into the psycholo- psychological mind of the people that create things. I don't want to be <laughs> part of that positive attraction. <laughs> oh, and living color. Yeah. The positivity of the nucleativity of the booba tree symmetry. I digress. Literary. <laughs> See, shout out to Anchor FM. We love y'all. Cal and KO Show. We'll be right back. Cal and KO Show brought to you by Anchor FM, and we got KO's homie Ralph on the line with us. <laughs> You're giggling. You you wore a hood, and your you you work at one of the the richest high schools in in the country. Yeah. And yes, you're the only top, one of the only top, black top teachers, five. right? If not the only black teacher. No, I'm the only ever. You're the only ever. About. First and only ever, yes. At California. Yeah, you and, right. Cal, you and Cal should come down here and do a show. Me and Calvin right now are on the air. Uh, well, we're recording a podcast. And okay. I, I saw that picture, and I told him I had to call you. 
You did so much with that picture, fam. <laughs> it was it was instinctual, man. And you decided to make the background blue. No, they did that for no. you. Is it especially for They're you? Not, hey, man, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but the hood, the hood in the picture was for Trayvon Martin. No, I just um, I was in line, and one of the teachers because before they said we couldn't like doing it because people were like taking pictures with their bags, turning all this other stuff like a few years ago. Yeah. So I went in with a hat one time, like no, we don't do that anymore. So then um, when I was in line, the guy in front of me he had on a baseball hat. I'm like, you're gonna wear that? He's like, yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna put on my hood. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me of the old Ralph I went to high school with. There you go. There that, you go. That was there like it was a, that was a throwback Thursday right there. Hey man, I'm comfortable, man. Like um, they treat me good over here. I can't lie, they treat me real good. Don't get so too when comfortable. You get, when you get treated good and um, you're comfortable, the real you comes out. I got that. I can respect that. If I could, if, if I didn't have this hairline, I'd have an asshole like Cap too. Oh no! You better watch it, man. Hey, you start you, you start doing that, they're gonna tell you to stay in your lane, no, boy. Hey, hey. So, 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 case in point, this is the best metaphor I can think of right now. Colin Kaepernick is being ousted by the NFL because of his uh, political uh, stuff. But if Ralph is in the same situation, because Carmel High School is similar to the NFL and how they treat black people, if Ralph was no, to it's, protest, it's, 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 it's not similar because. Um, these people here are actually pretty cool. I can't say it's similar. Colin is being ousted because he's an educated Negro expressing his education. They don't like that. Over here, they actually like it. Like they, My son has an Afro, and people walk up to him like, this is so cute. Like the adults, everything. They've never seen it. So I understand it. Like they don't see it and say, oh, look at him. Like They're like, oh, I love his hair. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah. educational. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Even though. Even even though I've never walked up to a white person and said I love your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, that, I'm just, yeah, the truth. I don't. But you know what's crazy though is that little kids. Uh, we were in uh, Barbados, uh, me and my wife, yeah. and the, the little kids saw Claudine's hair and they're like, "Oh my God, do you mind if I touch your hair? It's so cool." Exactly. See, that's what people don't understand. It's like when people want to touch your hair, they ain't being racist. They're just seeing something that they're not used to seeing. Yeah. Like when I'm at school, it was like when I first got here, they're like, can I touch your hair? I'm like, can I touch your hair? And they were like, they were like shocked that I would ask that. But, <laughs> but, but, but they let me touch their hair and I let them touch my hair. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. These dudes are kids, you know, like they don't yeah. know any, they don't mean any like, like, mean intentions they're just curious yeah, it's, it's funny because even the even school bully he doesn't really really hate you he's just a school bully he has a job to do he yeah, has mostly, a job to do well, well let's keep it real most school bullies are bullies because they're they've been beaten up their whole life so they're trying to get some get back on somebody who they know they can win that's what i'm saying they don't really hate you you're just the target for them being who they are they got a job to do exactly exactly just don't try to bully me because the target moves and sticks <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here and have a serious conversation. <laughs> but you guys got to catch me when I'm not at football practice. I got my assistant coaches looking at me like, they think I'm, you know, put it this way, like when a white dude goes crazy, they think he's going to go Columbine, right? But when a black dude starts to be eccentric, they think I'm like turning Malcolm. So, you know, it's, just, <laughs> it's just a difference, man. Like, <laughs> when a white kid wears a hood, they just call him a skater. When a brother wears a hood, He's a thug. <laughs> He's a threat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what I'm doing is I'm bringing diversity. And they accept it. And they bring diversity to my life. 
they got me eating mayonnaise sandwiches and everything. Oh, no, you did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me holler at you. I gotta get back to practice. Okay. All right, all right, yo. All right, all right. Hey, Sean Merriman, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm pretty good. This is uh, Kasim Ozzy with the Cal and KL Show. Um, thank you for uh, taking a little time to answer a question for us. We uh, we know you have a, a brand called Lights Out, and it's something you've been working on. It's something you've been very, very passionate about for a very long time. And um, recently in the newspaper, we've read about Nike trying to infringe on your copyright, your trademark. And uh, recently, Under Armour is the new culprit trying to, I guess I want to say, bully a smaller company. And can you talk to us about the importance of having a good uh, a law team, a good attorney on your side? Well, it, it, it's everything. Um, and it's the only way to really defend yourself against a, a company that uh, is much larger than you. I obviously have more funds, more resources. Um, and the only thing to make us all equal on the same playing field is, is the justice system, right? And if you don't have a good one, then... You know, you allow some of these big companies to come in and take advantage of you. And, um, and you, what, what can you do? You know, they have all the money in the world to kind of sit around and uh, do what they need to do in the court system. And, and uh, you're really drag things out. So the force of having a, a good team, a legal team behind you is, is everything in the world. We're talking to Sean Merriman, uh, former NFL star, three-time pro bowler, amazing entrepreneur, uh, lights out brand. Sean, so you're going up against Nike, which is basically like the the Goliath to your David. They're one of the bigger uh, companies in the industry, and yet you decided to take them on to stand your ground, just like David did with Goliath. And people, most people would try to tell you, oh, you're not going to win that, or they just already believe that you're going to fail from the get-go. What was it that made you understand in your own mind that this is a battle you could win? Well, for me, if I believe in something, it, 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 there's no stopping the turn around. And, uh, and KO, one of the things that uh, you just said was, you know, about the relationships and people who um, who really were just looking at me like, oh, why why the hell are you doing the biggest company, apparel company in the world? Well, if I didn't, then I have no business. And everything that I put into uh, the company as far as financially, time, uh, strategizing, just all, all the things it takes to uh, to build a, a company and organization. If you don't, you have nothing. Uh, and if you don't stand up against them, then the next company will come along and say, well, Nike did it. And the next company after that, they say, well, they did it. So in a sense, you're kind of, um, you know, putting the situation where your back is up against the wall. And, and they, I can tell you right now, everybody wasn't too happy. I mean, I've had people in my own corner and team were just telling me like, hey, we're not going forward with you. We're not... Wow. We're not fighting this battle with you, and we don't want to be involved because wow. Nike was such a big company. And that didn't deter me from going after and doing something that I believed in. And uh, ultimately, it, it just paid off for the company as, as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched you grow your brand uh, from the time I've known you. I've known you for over a decade, and you've always had the mindset of, I'm bigger than what is on paper. And if anybody knows you personally, they know that you have a kind, giving heart. You give back to many charities, uh, many functions. You, you've always been that person to sort of just lend a handout to help somebody or give information or knowledge on how to become a better person. What would you say to the people that are struggling that believe that their idea will never become a reality? What, what's something you could tell them to help them uh, get themselves started? You know, um, there's always light in, in every tunnel, man. It, it, I don't care if it's life or business or whatever it is. Uh, there's always life. You can be going through something that you don't think is going to turn out to be positive, and it could be one of your biggest things you've ever done. 
you know, I, I was just talking about just now, um, you know, we even starting off in, in Life Out. You know, we had we had some shirt designs, some some ideas that I wasn't I wasn't too high on. I was like, man, this is not gonna work. You know, people are not gonna like this, and it ended up being the biggest thing that I've ever done. Wow. Um, and going wow. out there, and uh, you know, one of the things I, I bought Life Out and the name and rights for another company back in 2006, I believe it was. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily know exactly what I wanted to do, what I thought I knew. <laughs> you know, I thought I had it all mapped out of the direction I wanted to go. Um, but I've been at this now for, you know, 11 years. Uh, and if it takes 11 years, and it take 11 more years. I want to keep you in and, and great things that don't happen overnight, and people have to always remember that. We are talking to Sean Lights Out Merriman. Is it true that you've gotten your brand into the MMA game as well? Yeah, we uh, we, we made a, a, a very uh, strategic and, and great partnership with Bellator, uh, which is the MMA league that's on Spike TV, and it, it turned out well for us because you know I think that MMA is not just it's not just about fighting anymore. I think ten, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. Uh, yeah, it was about getting in a cage and fighting. But now, you know, you can go to any gym in the country, you'll see some type of MMA class, a boxing class, something like that. So for me, it was a, you know, MMA turned into a lifestyle that uh, I thought represented lifestyle quite well. Um, and being a lifestyle, you know, it's not just about getting in a cage and fighting, it's about going to work out and taking care of yourself. You know, living an active lifestyle, and it, it turned out to be a great partnership for us. I dig it. I can't have two athletes in my presence without talking to both of you about uh, the big event coming up August 26th you're Ooh. an MMA guy now uh, Mayweather McGregor I need some I need some feedback opinions what do you think is going to pop off um, you know for me it, it's one of these things that's a must see right and I know the pay per view is like $100 or whatever it is but this is a once in a lifetime thing uh, that you probably will or won't get a chance to experience again you got two guys that's at the top of their game that uh, two different sports. Uh, if this fight even remotely plays out to be halfway decent, it's going to open the gates for this to happen more. More guys will be fighting. And now you just made not just MMA or boxing, but fighting. The sport of fighting in general, you just grew the sport times 10 because now you have two crossovers that most people love. You know, some people say the boxing is a dying sport and MMA is up. Um, but, you know, if you got some guys coming over from the from boxing who want to try MMA now and maybe, uh, you know, start getting into grappling and getting on the ground and doing different stuff from, from the boxing uh, arena, then you just grew the sport. So I, I think either way, no matter what happens, it's going to be a major fight. And, and anybody who says that, oh, you know, he's, uh, McGregor is not going to touch Mayweather at all, come on. You know, this is, this is fighting, you know, a, a kid on the street or some guy on the street can get a good punch in, and, and in, the, in any sport of fighting, all you need is one good punch, <laughs> That's and true. he can just turn everything. That's true, and this is like NWO going against WWF. Remember when there was a crossover between the yeah yeah WCW and WWF, and they had that big old rumble. It's like Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. Remember when they finally oh, signed yeah. the contract, made that happen? Like this, I feel like this is that, but with serious paws being thrown, not you know someone pulling strings. <laughs> I hope. Sean, who you got in the fight? If you had to pick one. I got Mayweather, but, you know, then again, I think that the first five rounds are going to be interesting in the fight because, you know, he's going to be chasing down Floyd. He's going to, you know, get aggressive with them, get some good punches in. But I think from the fifth round on, you know, I've been, uh, McGregor tires out. And now Mayweather being around the sport for so long and being able to adapt, adapt to, to 
McGregor's fighting style, I think from the fifth round on, it's just going to be punishment um, to McGregor. So the better question I ask everybody else is, who do you think would be the better performer that night? Who who will entertain and do something unexpected to entertain the crowd better? Um, you know, I think like again, the first five rounds is going to be exciting for McGregor because I think he's going to go in and try to rough rough him up and do all the things that nobody has been able to do um, against Floyd his whole career. Madonna was Madonna was the first one to actually be able to land some good and dirty punches against Floyd and got him into a corner and, and, and really banged him up some. But other than that, no one's been able to do it. So McGregor, you know, you look forward to the first three to five rounds to be extremely exciting. Just go in there and start grabbing on him and pushing on him in the corner because he's the bigger man. Uh, so it, it's going to be an exciting fight early on. But then from the fifth round on, I can I can't see Floyd not clowning him and running around and jabbing him <laughs> and, 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 and making a complete mockery out of him. There it is there, ladies and gentlemen. We got Sean Merriman. The owner, CEO of Lights Out Brand, former NFL standout, wonderful man of the community. He's a bad boy coming around. A that very, corner. very generous man. You know, he always gave me a lot of power aids when I was thirsty. You know, he's a good yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> he always opened up his home to allow us to come in and hang yep, out. He did, even when he wasn't there or he, if he was asleep. Right? It was, it was more than hanging out. You practically lived there. I, I think you spent more time in my house than I did. Hey, man, I paid rent. I told you, Sean Merriman, the man no of the community. Problem. He's running for mayor, 2012. There it is. <laughs> All right, Sean, thank you for calling in. All right, guys, you got it. I appreciate it.